Hey, I'm Daniel Spear. And I'm James Swazo. And you're listening to Long Beach Cheese Man, a podcast presented in collaboration with Forth.org. <laughs> <laughs> This is our part two. This is our second recording ever. We're talking about the path of marijuana. The continuation. The journey. The journey. The the struggle (laughs) of marijuana in Long Beach. The long, arduous. The long, the laborious, but full of tea, gossip, chisme, drama. Truly, if if I'm to, my takeaway. Yeah. When I was listening back to the episode that we did last week, um, was that, uh, it really highlights the ineptitude of mm. just anybody in political office. Yeah, yeah. Now, more than anything, more than the callousness and like the sort of like yes, the brutality of the police, but it just also the sheer like, just they're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing mm. what sticks, and they don't know what they want until the tide changes, and then they change what they want, and it's like it's a me- and then people's people's lives are in the balance. The when other these things th- happen. And the other thing for me, like, I think I mentioned this last time as, like, a local government nerd. Like, Mm. it's just, like, there's so much discourse and conversation happening at, like, the national level and what's going on with Joe Byron and whatnot and all of that. But, (laughs) like, there is so much that happens here, like, in our city. I mean, especially in Long Beach that makes it so wild. It happens in almost every city in America, I think. I think the whole approach to this thing we're doing is like, this is just like, you could probably find the exact same types of stories (laughs) in whatever city you're in and whatever types of just, just, you know, people that want power and consolidate power, all that stuff. And I think that's also important because I think when I was thinking about this like next part, the second part in this continuation of like the cannabis story in Long Beach, there is so much like we're going to talk about, you know, this is all a fight over power and money and resources but it's it's people right mm. like it impacts people and mm. these are decisions that are made by people and people yeah. who are trying to you know monopolize the market or try and bring in like their you know i'm not gonna say fair share of profits but like <laughs> <laughs> like trying to make money yeah, right yeah. It's, it just really makes you want to light up at the end so <laughs> All right, so part two, where are we starting? What are we starting with part two? Like, what does that look like? So where we last left off, it was 2018. We finally had cannabis shops open up in Long Beach, which was exciting. How many again? It was like 32? Yeah, so, and well, first initially it was only four that opened, but over time they, you know, came online, right? And opened up. (laughs) Look at me using city lingo. Yeah. (laughs) But we also, just to remind folks, that we also have medical cannabis, medical Mm. marijuana, and recreational use. Mm. So we're, like, here, right? Like, peaches and roses and shit, right? Like, we're we're good. Yeah, yeah, Oh, we're far from good. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to start back up in uh, 2019. So 
If you remember, there was all of these, you know, now we have cannabis legalized, not just in California, but yeah. like we in Long Beach have now taken extra steps of beyond other cities to actually allow um, not just storefronts, but also people to cultivate, people to test uh, cannabis. So there's just like the market is just like yeah. all over in, the in whole, Long Beach, right? Yeah, the whole vibe. We're, we're doing the whole thing. We're doing the whole thing, right? And so... As you can guess, in the world of capitalism, there is money to be made, yeah. right? And so, and that was one big piece that people were fighting for before was this taxing structure, right? <clears throat> like it's everyone was going back and forth about what they should be. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, mm-hmm. here we are, we're finally getting things online. Stores are opening up. Licenses are getting distributed. <laughs> And yeah, no more lotteries. Right? No more. Well, <laughs> what? Now, no. For now, we've we've done the lottery for to now. allocate li- for licenses. The, the lottery is currently. Done. Yes. Yeah. Our friend, the lottery, will come back later. Oh so God! Hang tight. Yeah. Why is that the way? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, 2019, the city council actually votes to lower the city's tax rate from six percent to one percent for cannabis cultivators, manufacturers, distributors, and all of the testing laboratories. So, this okay. was, you know, like there was a lot of back and forth about like we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We're still seeing this like stoking of the fear of like we're going to need to tax all this money from it because of public safety and yeah. these secondary impacts, whatever that means. Well, what's the push? So that, but that is a good thing that it went down to one percent. It is a good thing. Six percent. It is a good and, thing. And was that the result of like a bunch of campaigning, or was that just like, I don't know? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was. Yeah, they, no, were was, they feeling good that day? I, I mean, the one thing that can bring everybody together, right, yeah. is saying like, "Hey, let's lower the taxes here," right? Oh, and boy. so, yeah. yeah, so there was you know a concerted effort among people to lower taxes, and so mm-hmm. that was one of the actions that the city council take, and. It didn't have a huge, huge impact in terms of our city budget because what we know happened in 2020 was this little thing called Miss Rona come onto the scene, right? And despite that, in 2020, so the Long Beach Post had this really great article where they, um, the city came back, city staff came back and reported out, here's our budget projections, right? Because we just were thrown into a global disaster. Sure. We have no idea what's going on. And you know what we need? And the city, <laughs> the city, right, they're running a deficit, $30 million funding Ooh, gap man. in terms of a deficit because of Is there any part the of the pandemic. budget where you could like, I don't know, cut from and it could... <laughs> You know, with all of the money, like, That's you know, there was this real effect. I mean, has strategy. somebody ever, like, looked at it? <laughs> And seeing if there's like a sliver that's fatter than the others, I don't know. I'm just kind of the the blueprint to to create the game plan about how we can go shoot the Rona, you know, with all of the cops. <laughs> I that we forgot have out on the bullets street. cure COVID. Yeah, that's absolutely, right. absolutely. I read I read uh, hot TikTok yeah. on it. It was yeah. really cool. So, um, so mind you, right, thirty million yeah. deficit, right? And so they're like, oh my gosh, what's going on with all of this? The cannabis market sees one of its best years and fills the mm. city's general fund with $10.3 million in revenue. Okay. Right? And so this is like even yeah. with like not all of them opening up yet, licenses are still getting um, approved so that we haven't even granted a license to everyone who's applied yeah. across the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $10.3 million in revenue. That's nearly $6.5 million over what the city themselves projected. <laughs> Like, it is lucrative, yeah, right? Yeah, and like, especially in a year when everything else is suffering. Right, exactly. Mental health and, and cute yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like we're... <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, took yeah, care yeah. of myself <laughs> and my mental health by contributing to the city's general fund. So, yeah. yeah. So there's clearly a lot of money to be made, right? Mm. And so... 
Um, and I think it's important to note this too, because even for folks who like these, for city staff, city leadership and city council, mm. who, you know, really for so long talked about legal cannabis as yeah. being this like, just have this like vitriolic scorn because of, from police and people like who just didn't want it. Yeah. Cannabis is literally saving us from the yeah. brink of financial disaster in the city. I mean, it's just the, the tune's going to change, like, inevitably, because all these things, like, it was such a boogeyman for so long, and it was like, we can't not raid. Like, that was the entire, like, idea behind it, and now it's it's too late. It's now. It's Cannabis is so... It's been such a... I mean, there was, I think there was like a college humor sketch or something that was like, can we legalize weed so we can stop talking about it? Like, we just <laughs> like, we're really annoyed at this yeah. point. Yeah. Now, I wish that meant that the cops aren't mm. getting the money or the police aren't getting the money. No. But, no. no it goes straight not, into the general fund, That's right? not how, yep. Yeah, and okay. we know that nearly half of the general fund, around 45%, goes to the Long Beach Police Department. Mm. So, um so all that to say that there is money going on. There's a lot of money happening, mm-hmm. a lot of money being made. Mm-hmm. And so the focus now for really the past two, a year, um, and even a little bit of some change has really been this focus on social equity. Yeah. When I say social, what do you think of when I say social equity in cannabis? I think of all the articles that came out after cannabis was legalized <laughs> that was like, hey, why don't we release all the people in prison that were imprisoned by cannabis law? Or, you know, why yeah. don't we have them guaranteed a stake at, like, having a dispensary or, like, in these these corporations right. that are now moving in and starting cannabis sale, you know? Right. Like, I think about that sort of justice, you know? Right. Um, I know that, like, based off, like, the last thing you told me was, like, they'll hire people of color or they're required to hire people of color that were affected by the war on drugs. Right. And there was, like, one other thing I can't remember. <laughs> but it, 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 it sounds like milk toast. It sounds very, like, right. not justice. Right. You know? I will say, like, and this is, you know, there's um, uh, folks from the Long Beach Collective Association. I have a a comrade of mine in Washington who's Mm. doing a lot of marijuana policy. Like, we all agree across the board, there is no place in the country that is really succeeding at social equity in cannabis Mm. because it's so complex. I mean, my perspective is because we're all trying to do this under capitalism and that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. So... There's a number of reasons why. It's, so yeah. it's I, literally like you're trying to. It's again the question of reparations. Like yes. it's just like this needs to happen. It right. would be right if it happened. If right. we had them all have a stake, they were released yes. and they were getting money from this. You know, because you're talking about people whose like lives have been ruined. And uh, they, I don't know. There's nothing I can say about the war on drugs that you can't read from like a million other articles about how terrible it is, how much it right. hurt people. Right. But yeah, we in theory. Now that this drug is so ubiquitous and also profitable, right. some of that should be then in turn used to help people you know, yeah. that we've been profiting off of. But then, you know, the, the whole prison would industrial... would just be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would make the money sad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make, the, make money the money sad. sad. They can't, can't make, make the, the money, money sad. sad. Yeah, no, no. So, Money to be made. We know social equity was a component of the Long Beach Ordinance. Now, there's a lot of, like, you know, rumors behind the scenes that, like, there wasn't really a lot of political will around social equity and cannabis in Long Beach, but that it sounded cute. 
we should do it, right? Yeah, we sure and should so, pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> and we also know from history, right, on the city is like, okay, well, we ha- they were attitude about this was like, we have to do this because it's here, right? So I think there has to be a recognition that, like, unless you're, there's political will right. and a real stronghold and, like, we want to do this and see it through and do yeah. it right— Ain't gonna happen. No, nobody's leading like the charge. Nobody made this like like number one right. issue. Nobody said like this needs to happen. I've had people personally right. victimized. It was just like, well, the state said we should. <laughs> so, so so let's get in because social equity like is baked in from the get go in okay. terms of in at 2018 and 2018 right, okay. and you know there's. This idea that, like, not only are individuals, um, primarily black and brown folks, who have been um, negatively harmed from the war on drugs and marijuana convictions, like, able to get a leg up, there's also this idea that we should have and support... uh, social equity licenses. So give uh, marijuana licenses, and including f- across the board, even for like storefronts, mm-hmm. to individuals who have been negatively impacted by the war on drugs. And so, you know, there's things like a like, license to sell marijuana? Yes. Like to an individual, yeah. even and, if they don't have a storefront. And there's all these, well, no, that's part of the policy oh, is that okay. you need a storefront, right? But then so, there's only 32 people allowed. And think about it. Okay. If you are disadvantaged, <laughs> right, yeah. and you have very little capital, I'm not even going to zero capital. If you don't have basically like a million dollars, you can't get a storefront. And if you don't have a storefront, you can't even apply for a license. Yeah. How could you possibly, how could that help anyone? (laughs) But social equity. (laughs) No, but like, yeah, there's there's so many other barriers to it that if you really wanted to benefit people who have been like harmed by the war on drugs, you would have to give them capital. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where on paper it sounds super cool, right? Like, I had many nights in undergrad at Cal State Long Beach where I, like, worked on a, pa- a 10 page paper the night before it was due. And I was yeah. like, this is the coolest shit ever. And I turned it in or read it later. And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah, they were like, we should give licenses to people who were harmed. And then they were like, okay, but like they can only get the license if they have a million dollars. Right. If they have enough for a storefront, enough for real estate, enough for that 15 million, 15 grand of like lottery money. So you can imagine with this kind of scenario and this Mm. kind of setup and this landscape where there is money to be made, we're going to have characters, right? We're absolutely going to have characters. So I want to bring into the scene Elliot Lewis. Elliot Lewis. Elliot Lewis is one of uh, the cannabis owners in Long Beach. He actually owns four shops, um, and he his company is called Catalyst. Um, okay. So if you live in Long Beach and you buy weed, you probably know because four shops in Long Beach of these four thirty-two of that exist are uh, his. Wow! And <laughs> one guy owns four. <laughs> one guy owns four. How many ping pong balls did he have to do? <laughs> <laughs> so this Elliot is a character. We're going to talk about him because okay. he's essential to understanding this this new um, realm that we're in. And so um, just to give you an idea about his character and how rah he is, I have a clip I want to play that he's on his own social media okay. that he played. Yo, let's have a little fun. We got an NFL game coming. NorCal versus SoCal. I'm taking the Rams. We all know the Cali love. We got the best weed in the nation. Best weed on the planet. No debate. Just for a little fun. Comment below. Pick your team. You get it right. You're getting the fat hook on Monday. Let's have some fun. Weed for the people. Weed for the people. All right. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, all right. That's, I mean, to be fair, like, when I think about any kind of, like, cannabis owner or whatever, that's, like, I, I looked at him and I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and it checks all the boxes there. So let me tell you about Elliot, because okay. Elliot is He looks a, like uh, every dude I knew in San Diego. <laughs> I feel that. I yeah. feel that. Yeah. I, 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 I feel I'm much more butch now after watching that clip. Yeah? Yeah, I, I feel it. Um, I'm just going to do the rest of the podcast. Like that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's up? You know, women really be talking to me, and I'm like, no, don't. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, no, I'm going to actually talk a higher voice now okay. after that. Um, so Elliot is a very controversial figure in Long Beach, and actually, like, across California, this guy Whoa. is known. And he okay. has a very interesting reputation where he's um, often disagreed with a lot of people. He's come into a lot of controversy with people. So basically him and his lawyer, uh, he has a lawyer that he works with on all of these different cannabis projects. Sure. When Long Beach was, you know, opened up the process and the applications and the lottery, he was able to snatch up four licenses. Yeah. And so think about like literally, you know, we're talking about like upwards of like a million dollars. Yeah. Right? And for all of these things, you think about all those fees, this guy has four in the city of Long Beach alone. He's right? got money. He's got money, money, oh honey. Oh my God. He in in recent some of his recent endeavors, we're gonna talk about how much money he <sighs> throws around all of this, right? Yeah. And so his just to give you an idea, he has money to throw around. He right. is known up and down California um, for his uh, brash style, as the people like to say. It's kind of a loud dude. Kind of a loud dude. Okay. And he, <laughs> so he basically what he does, his MO that people know him for. Mm. And mind you, he doesn't disagree with any of this. He openly goes to the media or on social media. He's like, yeah, this is exactly this what is I'm doing. I'm. This okay. is what I'm doing. Okay. So he partners with his lawyer to sue cities everywhere from Morro Bay to San Bernardino okay. to force changes in their cannabis licensing laws that would actually give him a better shot of securing a license. Um, and he actually wins. Yeah. Like in Oxnard, <laughs> there was an article where they talked about the city of Oxnard and they started filing complaints yeah. about their licensing process. Yeah. So just as an example, the city of Oxnard, uh, this chief assistant city attorney there went on record saying, Catalyst is known for being litigious. They are known for their aggressive behavior. Mm. And he admitted that while they weren't the only factor their reputation played a role in the city's decision to revise their entire licensing process, wow. which cons um, which allowed Catalyst to get a license in the city of Oxnard. Do you know exactly what he is changing in these in the licensing process? Like, is he making he's making it easier to have a monopoly? Right? Yeah, like absolutely. He's, he's just a bona fide capitalist trying to make it easier so that more than one, like if you are there, he sues you and says like, no, I should be allowed to buy as many business licenses as I want. Here's what he does. I mean, it's smart. He goes and says, here's change this criteria, change the process. Mm. Also, it benefits his, where his company stands, right? Yeah. And so no, he was- No, obviously, if you buy all the- Yeah, in Oxnard, <laughs> he was for, first shut out of the first round of licenses. They revised the process, allowed the company to reapply. Mm. And the, the chief uh, assistant city attorney says, I was told that Catalyst did well. Oh. That's all he said on the matter. That's and all? they have a license. Oh. So- How many weed shops does this guy own in California? 
If he owns four in Long Beach and he's going to Oxnard. I don't know the actual number, but I know he owns in Santa Ana. He owns in Bellflower. Oh he's God. currently embroiled in a huge, like, political thing over in uh, Redondo Beach right now as okay. well. So he is, he's going for it. And so he has gone on record, too. He wants Enmas to make as much money as possible. Yes. Which is the name of business in this country his his quote in the long beach business journal was yeah i'm not going for sainthood no when it comes to winning licenses this is a blood sport we play for keeps oh my god so this so and it's gotten to the point right where he will burn bridges he was previously a member of the long beach collective association which they were the folks that we talked yeah. about earlier who organized helped mm-hmm. get the ballot measure together mm-hmm. he was um he was quoted in terms of their his exit saying I think some of the positions they took were stupid. Not just greedy, but stupid. Okay. <laughs> and so he basically disagreed with their positions in terms of taxing, yeah. in terms of uh, citywide policy. And so he was also not paying dues. And so they oh. formally kicked him out. And yeah. they were like, you're, you're, he was paying op-eds and publishing art- articles mm. in local newspapers, like stating his own views. And yeah. the collective was saying, you're doing this all for your own benefit. Yeah. To which he said, yeah, I am. Yeah. Because it it's just, a blood sport. Right? It, I mean, there's nothing. This is the unfortunate truth about this This game is that <laughs> there's no, he's not doing anything legally wrong. He's trying to monopolize or have a franchise as many right. stores as possible in whatever way he can. Well, and here's, here's the thing. So Elliot is also a huge champion. Propo- well, let me say proponent. Yeah. He likes to promote social equity because he acknowledges, okay. look. All of this stuff that's happened with marijuana in the past Mm -hmm. is effed up, right? Mm -hmm, And we have an obligation. And so, to his credit, part of the social equity policy was that cannabis shops in Long Beach were supposed to allow and mentor other entrepreneurs to, like, support their business plans so they could apply for social equity licenses. And so, one of the current and one of the most, like, far along individuals in this process... Yeah. Elliot was the only dispensary owner that reached back out and was like, yeah, let me mentor you. Let me, I want to teach you everything that I know so that you can get in on this game. Right. And so Catalyst as a brand, they've like done a number of like uh, food drives. They've done expungement clinics. Like they do all of this work to promote these social equity applicants. And they work with a lot of folks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, he says, our ruthlessness helps the social equity issue. Mm. In order to affect change, there has to be some level of political savvy and sharkiness to make it work. So he also admits that, like, yeah, this is the right thing to do, but it's also good for the brand. Yeah. So he even was, he quote, was quoted in a paper saying, we do the community outreach for its own good, but I think that also helps its own form of branding. Yeah, it's the... Oh, my gosh. I... <laughs> All right, like mentoring somebody to join the cannabis uh, brigade and, and, and get a dispensary shop. I don't know how much that can actually, like what does that mentoring process look like other than just owning a business? Because if, if you don't have capital, it right. doesn't really mean much, right. right? If you don't have any means to like get out, what, a million dollar loan right. or something like that for a storefront or like right. rent or whatever. Well, it also reminds me of like, you know, I get in these conversations often with like folks across the political spectrum who just mm-hmm. want to change the community for the better, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, do we acknowledge the evils of capitalism for what it is and teach people how to be 
participate in that system and actually succeed, mm. which inherently you should recognize that there will be losers, right? Yeah. And versus like, do we really look at changing the entire system and really getting to the root cause of this stuff? And Elliot, for his, you know, for what it's worth, he's being like, look, there's yeah. people who are going to win. Do you want to win or do you want to lose? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's I don't know. It, here's the thing. I'm coming away with this guy. as kind of like, well, yeah, it's, you're trying to consolidate power and you're trying to grow your business as much as possible. That means being ruthless and literally like changing legislation so that you can have more like shots at it because you already have a leg up because of whatever capital you've built before that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then other business owners are like, what the fuck? Because obviously like their shit is getting like more, he's he's trying to be the McDonald's of wheat, (laughs) you know, (laughs) which like, can we talk about like cannabis chicken nuggets though? Because that would those. be that sounds just whoever's listening right now <laughs> sponsor this. I don't want any of that. That's cannabis James. chicken nuggets. <laughs> but I, but I, but I mean like it, yeah. And then the what you mentioned that he's one of the only people that has taken people up on like mentoring mm-hmm. people. Like, what are the other business owners doing? Do they just see the equity for what it is and like that's not actually going to help anybody really? And he's right. the one that's like. Now, I will be fair. There are other efforts, right? Like okay. the, the Collective Association has a whole like um, course that they've been partnering with with Long Beach City College, yeah. right? So I don't think it's fair to say he's the only one, but he, for in spinning his narrative, right? He's oh, the one okay. who's really being like, look, I'm going to really take you on a lot of his conversations and, and him really wanting to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know, man. There's also just to me, there's just like, okay, you're this, this dude who's just like, you either do it my way and work with me. And yeah. I'm gonna be brash, and it yeah. is what it is. Or you can like, eh. it's just one, <laughs> one of many like people who are just like looking at this shit and just doing it. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> well, let me tell you now. Now that you've met our friend there Elliot, more? there is more because. So he, Elliot, had three shops. You remember, he had four licenses, right? Yeah. But had three shops. Um, I don't know if you know where they are, but there's a catalyst over in... I might have driven past one. Belmont Shore. Okay. Over on 2nd Street. So gotcha. there's that one. There's one next to, uh, on Cherry, near the 405, okay. next to where my car has been towed to several times. <laughs> yeah, so, <man>. um, <laughs> And there's another one over on 10th Street. I just passed by it today. Okay. Um, so... Uh, Elliot's really had his eyes set on this huge property in downtown Long Beach on yeah. Pine. So actually, it's open now. So if you like drive down there, you can check it out on Pine between uh, 4th and 5th Streets. Mm. And right next to where uh, Crest Market used to be. We love Crest Market. We miss you. <laughs> um, and But to do that, downtown the downtown plan and downtown zoning did not actually allow that because oh. it did not is not zoned to allow cannabis shops in mixed use residential developments like that because oh. it's a multiple it's a it's a, yeah, it's a high, high rise, rise building it's all those condos yeah so he says that's not cool i'm going to go to the planning commission and going to make sure that i can do what i can to get that license oh and get it to open up because he had okay. the license. He just needed the yeah. he needed the space, right? And so, would that be just sorry? Zooming out a little bit, <laughs> would that be potentially beneficial to other people that wanted to like 
open businesses in that area? Potentially. So yeah. here's what happens, okay. right? So long story short, I'm going to spare the gory details, right? Yeah, yeah. He basically goes to the planning commission and is like, look, I want to open up a shop here in this this storefront. It's going to be the one of the biggest cannabis shops around. It's going to be a huge anchor for downtown. He goes and organizes like community support, the downtown Long Beach um, Alliance, like oh, all wow. the businesses around there. Wow. Um, you know, and, and from folks that I know who were, you know, lived in the neighborhood, yeah. right? There was a lot of money passing around sure. too, right? Of like, yeah. hey, look, I'm going to invest in this corridor. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, drop down here. Uh, <laughs> Elliot paid for a full-blown article like yeah. that he wrote in the Long Beach Post talking sure. about how amazing he is and what his mission is. Like it was a full-on propaganda campaign. Right. So, of course, the commission uh, cre- uh, voted to allow a conditional use permit to grant him the storefront, but it would have had to go to the city council mm-hmm. because it, it's an entire zoning change. It's, a, it's yeah. a change. You're changing the laws of zoning for in, the downtown area. In Long area. Beach in particular, like, that entire area is very, like, controversial. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of the nature of, like, who used to live there, who can live there, based off of all these zoning issues. Right. Like- and so <laughs> what the planning commission basically says is that... Um, we are sending this to the city council. We approve Mm. it, but the city council has to approve it to not only grant the conditional use permit to allow Catalyst to open up in downtown Long Beach, but to also change the zoning so that future... Future dispensaries could also open in mixed-use developments like oh, this. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Right. If, but. Oh, no. But. Oh, no. Remember. Oh, no. There's only 32 licenses. Yeah. We don't have new licenses coming. No. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're changing the rules to say future people can operate, but nobody realistically can because Elliot has the this one license. We've capped it at yeah. 32. So are you really creating future opportunity or are you just creating this one-time allowing I mean, Elliot to open up? In the future, if more licenses become a thing, which if, 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 yeah, if, then it would be a good, good thing. But it is clearly like he wanted his business there and he was able to do it because he has money and right. like. So this fight goes to the city council, right? <laughs> okay. And there's people on all sides of it. There's folks in the businesses who are like, this is good for the, it's good for the economy, right? I mean, yeah. You know, and then there's other people who are being like, what, we're doing this right? And the Long Beach Collective Association, mm-hmm. you know, are the folks of organized yeah, yeah, operators. Yeah, 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 yeah. They come out uh, against this. Whoa. They come out against it because they say that this would allow a single operator, Elliot, yeah. to take advantage of the city's zoning rules. And it would limit other operators' operators ability to conduct business in downtown because of the distancing requirements, remember? Like, you have yeah. the buffers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you can only have certain... Yeah, and, you can and, only have within, within a thousand feet right. or whatever. So their argument was, like, we're not against allowing it in downtown, but... In theory, but we you know it's going it to go to him. We sh- you know it's going to go to him. We yeah. should open up the process. You're creating this rule change only for Elliot. Only, literally for him. Right, and, like... We should uh, we should open it up to other folks who may want to be operators. That's so. Every other cannabis shop in Long Beach was like, "Hey, this dude is coming in, and it's just for him, and we can't like pre- pretend it's like a ticker tape parade. Like, yeah. oh, we're doing something great. And yeah, it's, yeah. He got what he wanted, right? Like, that's how this works. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> nine O, baby. Of course. Of course. Nine O. Shut up. Just so you know, there's nine city council members. Oh, so. Janine too. Well, no, Janine wasn't on council. Oh. She was anymore. <laughs> But, I mean, everyone else, right? And, 
Yeah, I mean, and you know, the the mayor doesn't vote, but he was in support of this as well, yeah. right? He was like, yes, let's bring cannabis to more cannabis to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. So, but he's the only one with a license. Yeah. July 2021, the Long Beach City Council voted 9-0 to allow dispensaries and mixed-use developments in downtown Long Beach. The really funny thing is if you actually go to the city's website, there's like this little blurb that says, dispensaries can now open in downtown Long Beach and mixed-use developments. We'll let you know when there's uh, licenses when coming. There's license. like, yeah, because... <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, he opened up. Um, if you he, have money, you can do whatever you want, right? Truly. Like in America, like, truly. period. Like, if you just want to do something like that, of course. Right. And I think there is, like, a really interesting, like, I mean, you, need you know. a little savvy. But, like, you need to be savvy. And I think a there's lawyer, a lawyer, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and this is what he does, right? He goes yeah. around and, like, I don't think it's, I think it's fair to say, like, bullies people mm-hmm. and cities into being, like, give me this, right? Give me this, like, yeah. I'm going to do a campaign for it. And then he gets it, you know? Yeah. And it's, like. I don't know. I'm tired already. <laughs> and I and I do think like you know I have my own feelings about like doing it in the name of social equity because I'm like mm-hmm. okay well at the end of the day you're still the one bringing in all this profit. Yeah, it's still just one dude. You're doing it for you, right? You're not, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> How many more of these characters are we gonna have, James? <laughs> well, and I'll, my, I'll I'll keep in mind right. Like he even pointed out and like. He's well known for this. He's not afraid mm-hmm. of talking to the media about this. And just to, you know, kind of give you an idea, like there's he will become a recurring figure. And I think he's going to continue and doing a lot yeah. of this work that he does. His goal is more as and much so as possible. He absolutely weighed in on the city's effort to revise their social equity yeah. policy, which has been ongoing. Um and out of this past round um, of negotiations between city staff mm-hmm. and city council, there's new direction to revise their social equity ordinance. Yeah. And so what has come out of that okay. is eight new licenses, which is cool. We want uh, more licenses. Uh, right. Feeling. Every time you tell me something, there's like a, there's like a second part of it that's always like <laughs> fucked up and horrible. <laughs> eight new licenses. Eight Elliot new licenses. Gets all of them. And this time the process. <laughs> Our our what do we what our scheme our scheme the scheme the is scheme? merit plus lottery oh. so everybody wins <laughs> merit plus what is merit like you're black like you have to be a person of color <laughs> so applicants Ideally? would applicants would go through an okay. interview process first mm-hmm. and then those so merit how and then that? those <laughs> eligible candidates would be picked randomly. Hopefully, uh, ideally, out of the machine this time and not the recycle bin. And not a recycle bin. <laughs> Why is that better? Do you have a random number generator on your phone? Like, do you use that? Like, <laughs> So the thing about these eight licenses is, though, right, oh, um, is that they are reserved solely for social equity applicants, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's good criteria. We're talking about individuals who, like, have had an annual family income lower, 80% or lower than median area median income. But how who, who of those individuals is going to be able to afford a storefront? So part of, <laughs> so part of the yeah. effort is also, like, okay. giving, like, um, grants and, like, loans, comparing okay. people with, like, fi- like uh, counseling, business counseling and things like that. So there is a good comprehensive package. Right. What I will say, so though, eight I mean, individuals could be helped by this equity program, right? Because the idea <laughs> is that, like, you're getting all of this, like, how many support. people have we arrested? <laughs> like, we're gonna help eight people. Well, and mind you, right? I think something we often, what, yeah. like, you know, folks in power and like a lot of uh, 
like quote unquote progressive people like to say is look sure. at all these cool things that we're doing when yeah. it's like, but it's really only a dent, right? Oh, it's not so, even a dent. You're throwing a pebble at, right. a, at a monster. So the city acknowledges, <laughs> like, we can give direct grants to qualifying applicants of that equal about two hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, which sounds really cool and it sounds like a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it takes like half a million dollars just to get through the application process, right? Like that yeah. is a the the medicine is not strong enough, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is cool that we're doing it, but like, you still need to go through Herculean efforts, yeah. to even still be able to get through it. And, 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 and even if you do, <laughs> there's like eight people that are going to get it. That's that's not enough. That's not enough. Like, there's no, is there anything like, your eight people are going to get it. And then if it, what if you just want to get hired at a dispensary? There's probably a, more of an account for that, right? For people of color, if they just want to get hired there. Right. Like, the, okay, so that's in place too. But this, this idea to actually become the capitalist, the business owner who is going to be making the most profit there's eight people. So you have more chance of like winning the lottery. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Than you do of getting through this process and getting the loans and then getting right. these grants on top of the loans coupled with everything. And then you might get a shot. What if you do all that process and then you're in debt and then yeah. you're fucked and you oh. don't get a license and you don't win the lottery and you did this whole thing. All you did was get in debt. Right. What equity is that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it makes me, I mean, you said it earlier, right? (laughs) Unless we're really talking about, like, we're literally redistributing funds, right? And really, instead of just like, oh, well, we're going to rely on this one man, this white man's generosity, right? To, like, and um, sharkiness to, like, take up all the licenses and just do the right thing, right? I mean, there's no perfect solution, to this other than abolishing capitalism <laughs> like always that's always would be the best the best choices to just start <laughs> over yeah but in my head i'm like well if i was to provide equity i would be able maybe i could with the some of the money we get from taxing marijuana we can do a ubi and right then, like right. everybody who's like a person of color oh my god or historically oh, like displaced oh by stuff would be able to collect that ubi my back just like arched right now that would be so amazing <laughs> That would be amazing. That still wouldn't be perfect because there's all sorts of other, like, um, that's just oftentimes UBI is used as an excuse to be like, let's cut Medicare or whatever, you know. But we're talking about universal basic income. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But like giving a a thousand bucks a month to somebody whose, you know, uncle was in prison is like not, is way better than this. Like this is not anything. (laughs) So, I mean, this is where we're at, right? Like this is like we have... This kind of like this idea before when like before the city of Long Beach ever regulated anything, they talked about cannabis in Long Beach as like the Wild West, right? Yeah. And I honestly like have a hard time even thinking like we're really out of that now, considering no. like this consolidation of power yeah. because of the scarcity and such tight regulation, right? Mm. And just to give you an idea, right? Like we have direction to revise this social equity policy. It's currently being drafted as we speak. Yeah. And even in the meantime, um, the city of Long Beach just got awarded. Um, they were one of 17 cities and counties in California to get a cut of like a million dollars, $100 million in grants from the California Department of Cannabis Control. Like there's a lot of tax revenue coming in yeah. from Prop 64, right? Mm-hmm. And so Long Beach alone is getting $3.9 million to help process applications, handle permits, perform inspections, Mm -hmm. because they have 498 applicants still waiting for some kind of license to do business in the marijuana industry in Long Beach. So just to give you an idea, right, 
that's right now they have 252 licenses like out there in the city. And that includes the 32 storefronts we talked about, okay. but it also includes more in cultivation, distribution, right. manufacturing, and testing. And yeah, like yeah. All okay. of those things. Right. So okay. you can get a license for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And love these like nearly 500 pending licenses. The majority are for medical cannabis with cultivation, distribution, manufacturing, making up over half of them. So there wow. is so much like just in the wings and the city cannot process them fast enough. Oh, so that's why they're using some of this money yeah. to Literally hire, hire more people staff. to just go through the applications. And yeah, and speed up the process, right? And <sighs> and I will also say, even Elliot himself, Mister Controversy, recognizes that um, you have to. And he he's very prophetic on his social media. So if you go through and find him on social media, yeah. I'm not going to promote him here, but do that. <laughs> um, he says you have to keep in mind that there's a bigger game going on in California. Seventy mm-hmm. percent of cities haven't even opened up to retail cannabis, right? So we got to remember cannabis is legal in California, but it's still up to cities to actually allow storefronts and retail shops. Yeah. 70% 70% of cities in California wow. have not even opened up yet. I didn't know and that. And you can bet that Elliot is going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there for number first guy. Yeah. This and is um, not great. <laughs> <laughs> and so I also think it's worth noting, too. Right? I didn't even know because we were still is, in the weeds. No, this is my last piece. But this is I think it's, it's the cheese man that I think is important, okay. right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. remember I talked earlier about like social equity is kind of like, okay, it sounds cool, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like, or is there really political will to lift it up? Right. If social equity have, has, from what you've told me, benefits about eight people. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's people with capital already. So this last iteration of moving social equity forward yeah. has been championed by uh, City Councilman Al Austin, who okay. is conveniently running for state assembly because oh. Patrick O'Donnell is retiring, and so, so right now, 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 was an issue before. Yeah, what, what you know? But, oh, right now <laughs> we right need now, to right we now. need to get now these like matters get. These licenses. <laughs> oh, man. Move that bureaucratic oh, red tape. Do yeah. we have any quotes from him that are like, I oh. hate weed, well, like from I'm 2014? Because I'm, like- <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Of course we do. This is this is uh, in response to hearing the. Um, uh, here, City Council, we have a lot more money than we originally expected from cannabis. Mm. Al Austin says, certainly our viewpoints as a city and community on cannabis have shifted. That's the one from last episode that you said, yeah. Clearly, it is a profitable industry. Suddenly, it changes. Suddenly, the tune changes. We're all about equity money. Ah, cool. And here we are. Al Austin, we're going to do an episode about him, right? Oh, we totally have to. We have to. That would be... Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm there's gonna a say lot the of. There's I, an, I feel like there's the. This is. Okay. We got. We're gonna bring other people in to talk about that too because yeah. it is. It's hot. It's hot. This stuff. is our part two. This is my like. This is to put a button on all these issues. This is kind of like a recap. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I think, God. but I, and I think that's also just like yeah. I mean, like how could it like I can sit here and think how it can't get more wild than this. But no. when there's money to be made, seventy no, percent of the cities haven't yeah. even opened the door yet. Right. This is all this profit is coming from the. These companies that uh, these cities that have allowed it, you know, and now we're looking at and what? and remember, there's like upper. I, I God, I was such a nerd. I actually knew this number off the top of my head. And I don't right now. There's like eighty some cities. I think it's eighty three cities in LA County alone. Right, like think like, about Long yeah. Beach, of like just all the cities yeah. adjacent to your us. Your Downies, your Paramounts, your yeah, yeah all your, all your Carsons, mm-hmm. your Cerritos. Oh bum, my God. Bum, 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 bum. 
I okay. Well, that it. That's all we have. That's it. That's all. That's all they wrote for now. I don't know. That's all they spoke for now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's our episode. Uh, cool. We want to do a quick plug right here. Yes, for we fourth. do. Plug, yeah. plug. Every election, fourth has been doing the the Lord's work and going in <laughs> and providing a space for local candidates to introduce themselves and talk about their views, talk about what's important, and talk about what's important to the readers. Uh, this election, there he did it. Their most recent one came out a few days ago. Uh, they sent their election questionnaire to 35 candidates running for local office. Um, they crafted just specific questions for each race based on the previous reporting and all the research they do, all the issues affecting Long mm. Beach. There's a lot to cover. Mama, and, let's research. Yeah, mm. we love research. And there's definitely stuff that like, you know, like we could ask them for days and, and they could, <laughs> and they could frankly show their asses for days. Um, and if you want to see some candidates show their asses, this is a good, good article that they put out, you know, the so far that they've asked, they've asked um, mayoral candidates about like public health, police accountability, housing and homelessness, that sort of thing, the environment included. You can check them out at four org right now, F-O-R-T-H-E dot org. And uh, check back as they post answers from the candidates for the other people running in Long Beach. It's pretty good stuff. It is so good. It's very comprehensive. Forth did all of this research uh, and built mm. out all of these really great questions um, and all asked all six candidates running for mayor to respond. Yeah. Five responded. Five responded. Five responded. Well, I was too busy. A little too busy on the social media. busy I guess, you know, getting it done, you know, tweet, talking. Tweet, vote, vote. Tweet, I don't know. tweet, vote, vote. Listen, I've been here the whole time. Go touch grass. Get outside, talk yeah, to voters. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. so, but I love about it because, you know, I think when we look at questionnaires, those are the typical things of like, are you going to fix potholes? And yeah, you're yeah, gonna, yeah. Like, you know, what color blinds budget. are you going to get for your office? You know, <laughs> real hard hitting questions. Okay, honestly, that I would like to know. But besides the point, this questionnaire really digs in talking about like, you know, in this moment as we're, you know, the government's like, we beat COVID. We did it. Yeah, we right? did it, Like Joe. now yeah. what's going to happen to all of these things that we created and, you know, for the social safety net, mm-hmm. for housing, for homelessness, right? Yeah. Um, it even dives into safe consumption sites and sure. how are we going to get a- ahead of harm reduction? Yeah. I mean, it just, it is so... These are so many questions that I haven't heard all election cycle and you being can, asked. You can tell, like, in the even just a little summary or blurb, like, yeah. on, on site, some of the people are like, there was one question on there about, like, the weak mayor and how you think that should act. And oh, I yeah, swear yeah. to God, one of the people answering was like, did, truly didn't understand how Long Beach worked. <laughs> like, I could tell <laughs> by, like, doing that, like, which, yeah. like, we're going to yeah. have a whole episode on city structure, yeah. but, like, it truly, they were so like, not, weak, I would make him strong. Like, yeah, you know? so not only can you read this and be have an informed opinion about who to vote for mayor, but you could also just be more educated in general about yeah. Long Beach issues. In general. So check it out, share it on social media, educate, educate the children, yeah. and go out and vote, y'all. Yeah. If you can, get out there. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at LBChisme on Instagram and Long Beach Chisme on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself, you can message us at those socials or at LBChisme at gmail.com. Long Beach Chisme is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org, a home for Long Beach grassroots art and media. If you're interested in supporting watchdog journalism EMAS, you can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash F-O-R-T-H-E-L-B-C. Uh, yeah. I've been Daniel Spear. And I've been James Swazo. Stay queer and stay radical. Bye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>